Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast with guest Amy Pomensky. Amy is an intuitive mindset coach, a spiritual teacher, and a podcast host. Amy supports women to connect to their intuition and to embody their confidence so that they can create a soul-led life and business. Amy uses a blend of scientific and spiritual methodologies, including meditation, quantum physics, and neuroscience to support women in stepping into their next level of transformation. Amy's the host of Feminine Frequency Podcast, where she shares weekly wisdom on how to connect with your feminine energy to manifest abundance, love, and the life you truly desire. And today, Amy's speaking with us about the importance of energetic alignment before taking action. And we're so excited to have you here. Welcome, Amy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much again for having me. <laughs> of course, it's a pleasure to have you here. I know um, based on our mission and what we stand for, we love anything that focuses on abundance and especially embodying that feminine, uh, feminine energy. But in addition to everything I just read, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, kind of how you got to where you are today and all things Amy? Yeah, thanks. So it's really hard to sum up your whole what you do and who you are in a bio. So um, I feel like that's a really good, just like an intro, but to give some more personalization and context, I really started down this journey of personal development through my own struggles with, particularly with my mental health and my physical health, having chronic health symptoms, such as digestive issues, skin issues, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, and really searching for the answers of how can I be happy? How can I be healthy? How can I feel good? And I've always had this kind of inner voice or inner knowing when I'm on path or when I'm not on path. And so my journey really started, I started my entrepreneurial journey about eight years ago. I started as a health and nutrition coach and a nutrition consultant and was supporting women with their nutrition, with autoimmune conditions, with weight loss, et cetera. And also really found a lot of benefit from using food as medicine in my own journey. And as I ventured into this realm of coaching and of supporting other women, I started to realize that there was something deeper that needed to be addressed, that there was a mindset component and a spiritual component that was missing with a lot of really common nutrition and scientific advice that's being given. And so even if women knew exactly what to eat, or they would come to me and ask for a plan, there was still the behavioral side and the relationship with food and the relationship with their body and more of the psychology behind why they were making choices. And as I got deeper into that kind of kept going down the rabbit hole of really how to serve my clients and how to 
be my healthiest and happiest version of myself, I realized that there was an energetic component to this as well, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today, the masculine and feminine energies. And, you know, what I found was that when we go deeper into these mindset places and understanding, not just like depression and anxiety, but really understanding why do we have the thoughts that we do? Why do we have the beliefs that we do? Why do we take the actions that we take? I started to recognize that these mindset tools that I was learning didn't just apply to health and nutrition, but it applied to relationships. It applied to my business. It has applied in all areas of my life. And that's really what got me passionate about supporting women on their journey with mindset. So when it comes to kind of these masculine and feminine dynamics, I used to operate very much in the masculine. Um, we can talk a little bit more about what that means, but I know for the two of you who you know are in corporate or for anyone who is in more of like a business environment, I think most women nowadays operate mostly in their masculine energy. Yeah. And that can often lead to things like burnout, feeling disconnected from your soul, uh, experiencing anxiety and depression, fatigue, um, lots of different symptoms that can come when we are not in balance, when we're not honoring this other energy that we all have, which is our feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize that when I started to honor my feminine energy, which is really about connecting with your soul, it's about being and about nourishing yourself and about, um, receiving and, um, there's so many different elements to the feminine being in your body versus being in your mind all the time. Like how much time do we spend as women in the to-do list and planning mm -hmm. and checking off the boxes and trying to control everything, right? That's mm -hmm. where we spend a lot of our energy. And then we're not connected to our body. We're not connected to what our body is trying to tell us and teach us. And that's where we miss a lot of the signs of, of, you know, alignment and what's going to make us feel good and feel lit up and feel happy. So that's a little piece of my journey. And, um, you know, I, I went through my own spiritual awakening when I was 27 years old and I was in, in a lifestyle that was very much kind of the traditional and, and expected or uh, social uh, version of success where, you know, I was married and we owned a house and I had my own business and on paper, everything looked perfect, but inside there was something that was really off. And as I started to go deeper into these layers of understanding masculine and feminine, understanding spirituality, I started to realize that I was never really honoring myself. And through that discovery and through a really challenging period in my life, started to trust my intuition and actually left that relationship, left that marriage. And that was, you know, at a young age. And so my life has completely transformed. My business has transformed and through following my truth has really created, you know, a lot of beautiful things in my life that actually feel in alignment for myself. So that's a little, little snippet of, of my journey. That's, that's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and now I do want to talk about being in alignment. One of the things you said earlier is you've always had some kind of an inner knowing as to whether you were on the right path or not. Can you tell us a little bit of a, what, that felt like for you? Like, how did you know if you were on the right path? Was it feelings? And then B, can we talk about the importance of if, if you don't have that inner knowing, how can you, or what can you do to make sure you are aligned with your true purpose? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that the, the word that is, is commonly known for this inner knowing is intuition. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're really talking about here is intuition. And, you know, I've always been sensitive. I've always been um, emotional or I've always been attuned to like been more on the emotional side and more sensitive. And it's interesting when you, when you haven't learned how to listen to your intuition, when you don't know what it is, when you can't tell what's wrong, we learn about our intuition through contrast, through being like, Hey, something feels off. Something feels off. I don't know why, but something feels off. Something feels off. And as women, we actually aren't really taught to trust that signal. We're taught to, um, you know, continue, just, just push through it. Um, to, to do whatever it takes to accomplish the next goal, to reach the next accolade. And we're never really taught to be like, oh, listen to that voice, listen to that inner knowing. So Mm -hmm. for me, my body was speaking to me through my digestive symptoms. My, my soul was speaking to me through anxiety and depression and really showing me that like, Hey, something is off here. And the way that we deal with like mental health in the Western world is, oh, let's, let's just take this medication. Let's, let's, um, you know, kind of like numb out the symptoms or let's try and make them not so bad. And the way that I approach it from more of a spiritual perspective is, Hey, why is there depression or anxiety in the first place? Why, why are we having these chronic health symptoms in the first place? What are they trying to teach us? What are they trying to tell us? And when we start to really uncover that and listen to that, it's like, oh yeah, something's been feeling off in my marriage or something's feeling off in my career. And usually intuition starts to speak to us as a little whisper. So it's not very clear at first. And it it takes some time to start to recognize like that voice inside of you, but it might be a little nudge at first being like, oh, something like this doesn't feel as inspiring as it used to feel for me. This doesn't feel as good as it used to feel, or it could be, you know, just this something again, something feels off and you get to listen to that. And over time, that voice can get louder and it starts to speak to you louder. So people hear this voice in different, different ways. Some people, it's just a gut feeling, a gut knowing for some people, it's actually sensations in their body. When something feels really good or feels true, they might get chills or goosebumps on their body. Um, and some people hear the messages, right? But in order to strengthen your intuition, which is one of the questions that you ask, is like, how if we don't have that connection to that inner voice, how do we strengthen it? Your, your intuition and your inner voice is always speaking to you. But if you are so busy and you are running from one thing to another, or you're keeping your day really busy and you're on, you know, scrolling on Instagram or on TV, and you don't take that time to slow down and listen, you're not going to hear that voice. So it's kind of the whisper, we call it the whisper of your soul. And if your life is really loud and chaotic and you don't give space to listen, then it's going to be really hard to hear it. So I recommend to really carve out some space. It doesn't have to be hours of meditation. It could literally, my favorite way is to go out in nature and to leave my phone in the car and just go for a walk and see what, what happens. See, see what thoughts come up, see what feelings arise. I personally have a daily meditation practice that I love, and you can do a guided meditation or a silent meditation and just start with two minutes or five minutes. And a lot of people don't do this because they're afraid of what they're going to find. 
They're afraid that if they slow down, then maybe they'll find something that has to make them want to change or makes them want to actually do something different, which can be terrifying for us. Yeah. 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 That is so true. So true. I'm kind of a believer that if you, if you don't make time to listen, the voice just speaks louder and louder. And what it'll start doing is making you physically ill, right. Mm -hmm. To get your attention. So yeah, I guess um, we just make the time to listen before. Yeah, you make have bleeding yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, And I love that you say start small. I mean, we talk about this a lot because really it is a couple minutes a day. I mean, that's how we probably have all started. And then for us, because it is a priority, we've added more and more time as a, we've either seen the benefits or experienced the benefits and are we just make it a priority. So start small, a uh, couple minutes I'm going out in nature, you know, Tasha, you talk about that all the time. Guided meditations are great. I think for those of us that have a hard time meditating, like myself included, guided meditations are so, imp so impactful. And you can do those oftentimes just there's two or three minute meditations that you can do. So it is a way to sit and quiet yourself down and listen. And I think another thing that's really important, especially for busy women and women in professional roles is embracing the feminine energy. Cause you said it, most of us have very masculine energies and it, it, it's, it starts to dominate. Right. And there's something about for us as women and this, you know, it's not, I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but this goes back to the beginning of time where women were more the caregivers, men were kind of the providers. And through the generations and the ages, women have stepped into more of that masculine role, paying bills, where maybe think about like in the 50s, maybe it wasn't such a popular thing for us to do, right? Paying bills, uh, taking more of the responsibility in the household. And I think what happens, and let me know if you agree with this, is I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. Having a blend of both masculine and feminine energies is great. But when we start to kind of diminish or ignore the feminine energy, it's almost like we start to feel uh, like one could be, it's not in alignment with what we're doing, but it feels like something's missing. A lot of us have that pull to go back to, I don't know, maybe cooking a little more or being that caregiver a little more. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's such an important distinction here to to really identify what these two energies are and what you're talking about. Like some people can get confused between the gender names of men and women, and then the energies of masculine and feminine. So definitely, as gender roles have shifted in our family units, in our societies, through. Um, you know, the feminist movement, women coming in and saying, but I want to work, I want to be able to make my own money. And these are all really amazing things. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that now women are spending being in their masculine at work, then they're taking care of stuff at home as well. And they're in their masculine of taking care of the house or taking care of kids. And then they're also in their masculine when it comes to fitness and exercise and nutrition, because they're trying to control everything to look a certain way. And they are doing these intense exercise all the time. And there's no room to slow down. There's no room to breathe and to connect with listening. Oh, I feel really tired today. Or, oh, like I actually don't have the energy to do all of these things. And we don't actually give ourselves permission to slow down and actually 
honor that, which is what leads to burnout. And it's what leads to feeling so disconnected. A lot of women will say, well, I just don't feel like myself. Yeah. Or I don't feel I like I'm not not the old version of me anymore. And it's kind of almost like this dull version or this this like not alive. Like I don't sense the aliveness, the passion, the connection, the joy. And it's not to say that you're going to feel that way all the time. But when there is that imbalance, it's kind of like robotic where you're going through the motions and you're checking off the list. But the, the life force energy, that's what I see. The feminine energy is life force energy. And, um, when you look at other cultures, like Eastern cultures, they really, they, they have reverence for nature. They have reverence for, um, slowing down and eating meals together. There's things that have just really been lost in our current society in our modern society as women in the Western world. Go ahead, Tosh. Well, I was just going to, I was just wondering, so how then, especially if you're talking about in a, in a corporate type position, how do you, how do you fix that? How do you lead with both your masculine and your feminine? How do you, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so many different aspects of the feminine. So the feminine could also be about connection. Mm-hmm. It could be about like, being in your heart and connecting with your colleagues or connecting with, um, if you're a manager, like really taking time to slow down and have a conversation where you're asking how your employees are doing. That's the feminine too. It's like being in the heart instead of constantly being Mm -hmm. numbers and productivity driven, which obviously in corporate is important, but it's like creating community and connection is a really beautiful way for women to bring more of the feminine into the workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is really actually using what I would call, it's more of like the masculine structure of setting boundaries. I see a lot of women just not having any boundaries on their schedule not being intentional with their schedule. And yes, there are some things that are required and maybe you do have certain requirements in your schedule, but if you just let people book whenever they want, wherever they want, and you don't create a structure in your schedule that works for you, you're not going to have time to go sit outside and have lunch or go for a walk and take a breath. Um, So those are some ways that you can bring in more of the feminine into your day too, is, you know, going outside for your breaks instead of sitting at your desk and eating or taking a moment in between calls and just closing your eyes. And if you want to put your hand on your heart or just on your belly and just taking a deep breath because the breath is the feminine. And so if you're sitting at work and you're constantly in your mind and you, you notice that you haven't even like taken a breath to see how you're feeling, you're going to ignore all of the alarm bells and the signs that are coming up for you that are showing you where things are out of alignment. So those are some little ways that you can do it. And I do think that it, it it definitely takes intention and using your time before work and after work to make sure that you're not just carrying your masculine energy with you to all areas. So it's not like I wake up, I, you know, check my email and then I, you know, my alarm goes off and I'm already in that go, go, go mode right from the time I open my eyes. Mm -hmm. Can you give yourself five or 10 minutes to, even if you have to set your alarm a little bit earlier to connect with yourself before you start your day? Can you give yourself time after work, even if it's in the car ride home, putting on music and dancing and like getting shaking, you know, getting out of the seriousness of the day. And can you give yourself that time to wind down in the evening instead of being on your phone and continuing that energy? It takes 
awareness and intention to do yeah, it, but it, it feels so much better when you do. It definitely does. I was just speaking with someone about this exact thing and they were saying, schedule the time. You know, if you're busy and if you have back-to-back meetings all days, especially for those individuals, but if anybody put 30 minutes, if you can, or maybe start small five minutes in the morning, put it on your calendar, block it off, do mm-hmm. something in the middle of the day too. If it can be at lunch, great. If not, but have it be a, a mandated mental health break. And then do something at night. And it could even be watching TV. If you know that watching TV and watching your favorite show makes you feel good when you put the kids to bed or before you, you know, check your schedule for the next day, make sure you take that time to do something that makes you feel kind of warm and fuzzy. But she was saying, put these things on your calendar and make them Mm non-negotiables. And so she was saying exactly that at night, her thing is 30 minutes to watch TV and whatever she's doing, she puts the kids to bed. She knows that's her time to watch TV and that's it. You know, she, Mm -hmm. 30 minutes is her happy spot. So for everyone, it just depends on what your time and your space permits. But if you can make sure you schedule those. I mean, for most of us, if we have a meeting on our calendar, we know we're not going to miss it, right? We have an obligation. We have a requirement. This should be a priority as well. So it should be no different. Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, Create a better work-life balance and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, you'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. Sometimes too, we can kind of be aware when we're taking that masculine energy that we're sort of surfing on throughout the day at our jobs and ensure that we're not pulling it into our personal lives so much, because I notice I'll have a problem. So, you know, when you're in charge so often, and then you come home and somebody offers to do something for you, no, I got it. I got it. I do that constantly. And I actually had a gentleman I was dating one time say, why do you have such a hard time accepting, you know, help from me. And I'm like, Oh God, that's embarrassing. You're right. I do. (laughs) And I did, wasn't even aware that I was doing that. Right. So I think sometimes if you, and so now I've made like a conscious effort to kind of like, yes, that'd be totally cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Receiving receiving is such a beautiful, receiving is such a beautiful feminine quality and something that takes practice, especially when you are used to leading and being in charge and making the plans. And especially in romantic relationships, since we're on this topic, Mm -hmm. these energies play such a big role in what we call polarity and the polarity between a man and a woman. If, if a woman's constantly in her masculine energy and just bringing that home at the end of the day, which I used to do in my marriage, the man doesn't even stand a chance to be in his masculine. And then the attraction gets all weird and there's, there's not as much intimacy and connection. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that a woman can't be in her masculine energy at home sometimes, or maybe she likes to plan the trips or whatever it is, but noticing how often are you in that controlling mode? How often are you in the leading mode? Where are you 
like in that structure all the time? And can you practice trusting and surrendering and letting go? That's a huge part of the practice of, of allowing someone else to take the lead. Mm -hmm. And when you allow them to do that, it actually, and, and you, it's also about trusting your partner and them stepping in and, and being in leadership in that. But that allows you to be able to, at least in one area of your life, soften and relax. Yeah. 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 It's very true. You know, one of the other things too, um, cause I have a, I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time letting go of that masculine energy. And one of the things I've been told is try to, to embrace your feminine energy a little more. And this has been harder in the age of COVID and being at home. Like when we would go to the office or travel, you look yeah. better, right? You get dressed, you put on an outfit, you put your makeup on, then COVID happened. And it was like, we all got really lazy, but she was saying, um, in the conversation I was having about embracing the feminine energy is do little things. Like if your husband wears or your partner wears baseball caps, try not to wear baseball caps. It sounds silly, but it's almost don't, don't try to match like the physical aspect either. So put on your zoom lipstick or put on that jewelry. If you know, like for the day, like try to just dress yourself up a little bit more feminine too, to kind of feel a little more feminine. Right. And for me, I do that. Like I've started doing it. Usually if I work from home and if I don't have any meetings, I'm as bare bones as it gets, but then it's okay. Can I put a, a pair of earrings on? Can I put a necklace on? Can I do anything to just make me feel a little more girly? And that does tend to help in terms of like, okay, I feel a little better. And then my husband who works from home, it's like, oh, you look really nice today. You know, the, it's little things. So it could be as something as easy and as small as that. And I think the other part with feminine energy is a lot of it is about creation, right? For us, especially we have this gift, whether or not you choose to do anything with it, the gift of creating life, which is ultimately one of the most beautiful and precious gifts that anybody can be given. And regardless of whether you choose to create or you can create life, it's being in the form of creation. So what are you doing on a daily basis to create? to create, open your heart to that creative mode. Um, can you cook a meal with your partner or on your own, make a fun recipe? Can you go garden and make a nice flower pot? Can you be in that creative mode? So what is it that you can do on a daily basis that you can kind of embrace that a little bit? What, do you have any suggestions for that? Like kind of like, do you do that at all? Focus on creation? Yeah, I think creation is such a key essence of the feminine as well. So I love that you brought that up. And I think for everyone, it's going to be different. So it's really about getting into the feeling of what feels pleasurable and what feels good, what lights me up, what feels exciting for me. For some people doing watercolors and painting might bring back childhood memories and like bring out the artist in them. For some, it might be writing and being in flow with their writing. For some, it's dancing. For me, it's dancing. I love dancing. I love that. And I love being in nature. Those are some things that really support me. Um, for other people, it might be cooking or coming up with a new recipe. Like there's so many different ways that we can create. And I think it is really unique to your own essence, your own soul essence of what, what brings you joy. Like, don't just 
dance because other people love dancing. Like right. if you really, if that feels exciting and good for you, then, then do that, you right. know? So mm -hmm. really getting into the, even asking yourself the question, like what lights me up? What brings me joy? What brings me pleasure? Like we often miss that, especially when we're in the go, go, go mode is like really giving yourself permission to eat something that's really yummy or to move your body in a way that feels really good or to feel like the wind on your skin. Like we miss these pleasurable moments when we are in that activated masculine mode and where we're not actually in the receiving and in our senses. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another piece that's really powerful and important. Well, yeah. and I think one of the things that you, both of you are mentioning here too, what they all have in common besides creation is the fact that they're actions. And then, so when you do an actual, you know, you take place in an event, whatever that event is, you're shifting your energy as well, right? Just the mm -hmm. very aspect of movement shifts your energy. So um, you dancing around probably shifts it a lot more than me painting my toenails, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever works, you know, whatever works. It makes you feel good. You've said before, it's kind of meditative for you, right? So when you paint your toenails, you kind of relax. And so, I hey, do. I go into a zone. Yeah. I do. I completely do. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, the feminine's about being. So if <laughs> painting your toenails helps you to be in the present moment, then like that's the feminine. If dancing yeah. and moving my body feels like I can, I'm like in this moment and I'm not in my head and I'm listening to the music and I'm just enjoying it, then that's the state of being. So the feminine's being, the masculine's doing. So we want to take a look at like, what are these, maybe it might take a little bit of effort to get started. Cause especially if you're so used to being in the masculine to shift can be, can be really challenging and can feel uncomfortable. It's a part of yourself that you haven't been practicing and haven't been using. Um, but we want to get out of the doing, like we want to get out of the go, 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 the do, 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 and choosing activities, choosing things that help you to get more into the present state, into the being. Yeah. So we talked about creation and being in the present moment or mindfulness really. Right. And um, what else, what other things would kind of, what other things would define femininity? So, because I, I think what you said was kind of key earlier when you talked about, there's a difference between gender roles and feminine, masculine energy, because a lot of people kind of muck that up a little bit. So besides yeah. what else would there be? Yeah. A few things that we've talked about, you know, is creation, creativity is feminine. Pleasure is really in the feminine. Uh, we talked about receiving is also a more of a feminine state of being, um, nourishment. So self-care nourishment, taking a bath, um, really nourishing your body, having a nourishing meal, cooking yourself or cooking someone else a meal. Um, other things that are feminine, really the way that I think of feminine is, is in flow. It's when things are just feel easeful. And things just kind of happen in flow. So that happens with when we surrender and when we trust and we stop trying to control everything that yeah. can be the, the state of being in flow. Um, those are, those are some of the, the most common ones. And I know that, you know, on this podcast, you talk a lot about money and business and all of that. And so abundance and magnetism comes from this state of being in the feminine energy. So it's not about what you're doing to get into the feminine energy. That's the 
the way that we shift into the feminine energy, but it's the state of being, how do you feel when you are relaxed, when you, your body is not tense and when you're soft and when you're open, when you're vulnerable, when your heart is open, these are all very beautiful feminine states. Uh, when you feel connected to your soul, when you feel connected to your emotions, to your heart, those are feminine states as well. So those are, that's kind of the, the overall feeling of being in your feminine is like this radiance, this aliveness, this magnetism, um, this feeling of connection to self, to life. Like that's how I describe the feminine and the masculine is more structured. It's more, um, more of the direction oriented, goal oriented energy. It's the getting stuff done. It's linear and we need that part of ourselves too. So we don't want to like shame that part of ourselves. We need boundaries. We need, um, you know, to be productive and get things done, but it's looking at how often am I in my masculine and how often am I in my feminine? When mm -hmm. I first started teaching about this about four years ago, I asked this to a group of women that I was working with. And I think there were eight women on the call and all of them said that they were in their masculine energy 80% of the time or more. And most of them were 90% of the time or more, like mm -hmm. without the awareness, even just listening to this podcast is going to bring more awareness for you to start to notice. Oh, like yeah. when am I? And that's where it starts. It starts mm -hmm. to be aware of, Oh, I'm just in my autopilot. Go, go, go. Can I slow down and take a breath? Like, even mm -hmm. if you don't do anything else that we talked about today, the breath is where we come back into the body. And that's where really all the feminine energy lives is in your body. Yeah. I love you gave an idea earlier. If you're in the corporate environment or in a business role where you manage a team or work with a team, you said a lot of it is bringing your heart into the business and creating a connection, which a lot of times it's almost kind of frowned upon in the corporate world, right? Especially if it's yeah. a male dominated company, like you don't, you don't want to make connections. You want to separate kind of work and life, but can you give us a couple more ideas on how to embrace the feminine energy with a team or a staff? So in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really interesting dynamic that we have when we look at the environment that you're surrounded by. Our environment really makes a big difference in how we feel. And it really makes a big difference in the, the choices we make and the actions that we take. And so if we just look at it, any corporate environment, most corporate environments are more of a male dominant, masculine dominated uh, industry or workplace. And it can be really challenging to infuse the feminine into the workplace. So something that came to mind is you know, maybe it's not an outward action that you're doing to bring more of your feminine into the workplace. Maybe it's more of your inner state of being, of feeling connected to your breath, feeling connected to your body throughout the day. Um, maybe it's having flowers or having a plant on your, on your desk. And that reminds you of nature and it reminds you to breathe or reminds you of something really beautiful and soft and feminine. Like there's, there's ways where I think that, you know, when we have these confined molds and confined ways that we're supposed to operate, like the feminine is, is more free. She's more flowing. She's more wild. She's more like intuitive. She's not meant to be all logical and structured and planned out all the time. So 
it does, it is kind of a conflicting environment for, Mm -hmm. for a lot of women. And I think that we can do our best to work around it and to infuse some of the feminine in, and I don't know that those specific structures, the, the current systems that exist, if there are people who are doing work to bring mindfulness and meditation and things into the workplace, but like the systems themselves I don't know that like the goal is to try and change the system. Right. Right. Like we're, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of up against a a really challenging road (laughs) there. So it's really like, what can I do in my life? How can I bring more feminine energy so that I feel good so that I feel in alignment. And then when I show up at work, I'm not so uptight and, and reactive and all of those things because you've taken care of like your, yourself in and outside of work. Well, and if we all do that, haven't we kind of changed the system, right? Doing that and all taking care of it in a way we sort of have. Right. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, I have this image of the movie. I think it was the movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where one of the bosses in it like starts every meeting, like they went into the conference where she's like, all right, kick off your shoes and let's all take a deep breath, you know? Oh, I would love to do that. But half, you know, I think half the people in my company, especially the men would be like, what the hell is happening? Like my company, they barely say, how was your weekend? So (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is a change we need to make next time I'm in person with my team, just kick off our shoes, shoes. take a deep breath, get in touch (laughs) with ourselves. And then we can commence. I mean, but imagine how much better it would be if we all started our meetings that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be better. So (laughs) this has been awesome. Um, If you had to give just three takeaways to our listeners, what would that be? All right. Three takeaways specifically around alignment or masculine feminine energy or what is which, whatever you prefer, I guess, anything to just make sure you are aligned with your, with what your soul's purpose is. Yeah. So I'd love to come back to one of the tools that we talked about, or one of the, the understandings we talked about at the beginning of this conversation of that your soul already knows the truth. Your soul is always guiding you. And in order to listen to what your truth is in order to create a life that is true for your soul, it requires you to listen and to slow down. So that's one thing that I would share is everyone has access to their intuition. Everyone has access to their inner knowing. And it's really about building a relationship with your intuition that will help to even just give you the first step. So that's what I really love. People try and like recreate their whole life or or think that they have to take the leap right away and change everything all at once. It's like, listen to the first step. And listen to what the first guidance is. And oftentimes your intuition sounds really crazy and weird. It'll be like, I don't know, go to that coffee shop or it'll be like, read that book. Or, you know, it it comes in weird messages sometimes. And it's like, if you just follow that breadcrumb and you connect to that breadcrumb and then something else comes up and you get a new message. So it's almost like this little treasure hunt where if you just allow yourself to listen to what lights you up or to listen to what feels good, that's what's going to guide you to living a life that is in alignment by Mm -hmm. following what feels good. So that's something that I would say is just really creating that space and time five minutes a day to connect with yourself is going to be the biggest anchor point and the biggest shift that can happen for you. Um, 
I have a guided morning ritual that I can offer. It's a free, it is a 20 minute audio, but it just helps women to connect with their feminine energy in the morning and with an empowered mindset so that they can take that into their day. So that's something that you can take a look at as yeah. well. That'd so, be great. If we can get a link to that, I can put that in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, of course. So I would say that's the first thing is that in order to create a life that's in alignment, you have to slow down and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first piece. And the second piece is that I think allowing yourself to have fun with this. Sometimes we can take personal development and like all these uh, methods and all these strategies to like super seriously. And that's really not the point. The point isn't to have this be another place where you like beat yourself up if you miss a day or if you like, if you feel like you're doing it wrong because you're not doing all of the different morning practices that you should be doing, like really allowing yourself to have fun with it and to, to, to pick one thing that feels inspiring for you to try and see what you notice. So that's something that I, I encourage that's more of the feminine way of personal growth and development is, is to, to have invite some play and some fun into it. Yeah. yeah. And then the third is really surrounding yourself by other like-minded people. So it's, it's yeah. a lot easier to continue on your path and to listen to your truth when you have other people who get it, who are here supporting you versus mm-hmm. people who are constantly questioning you or doubting you know, if it's going to work or reinforcing the old beliefs of like, who am I to do this? Or, you know, it's not going to work. And yeah. so really surrounding yourself with, even if it's one, two, three people who are on a similar path to you, mm-hmm. I've found that that's one of the most successful ways to make changes and to, to feel supported in the changes that you're making. Yeah. Yeah. We agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. This has been so great. Thank you so much. The last question, well, two more questions for you. One is, do you have a daily mantra and affirmation that you say? And if so, are you willing to share that? Yeah. I feel like my practice has evolved so much over time. I used to have like a whole list of affirmations and, and mantras. And I really, um, I work a lot with the concept and the the belief around surrender. Mm-hmm. So like really I trust in divine timing or I trust that everything is unfolding exactly as it is supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I choose to trust in a higher power or I even trust in, in myself and release all of the control and the planning and um, just like the gripping energy that everything unfolds how it's supposed to. And that life feels a lot easier because there's always challenges that come up. There's always things that arise. And if we can, the only thing that's, that's constant is change. Like we, everything's always changing. So I think the more that we can let go of the gripping and the controlling and really allow ourselves to surrender and, and practice trusting and practice believing that everything is happening in perfect timing. I think that's a really beautiful um, surrender practice that has made a big difference in my life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, Amy, if individuals want to work with you, if they want to find you, learn more about you, where can they go? Yeah. So a great place to start since most people are listening to this as a podcast is to come on over to my podcast, the feminine frequency podcast. We have over a hundred and thousand, hundred thousand downloads, and we have over 150 episodes there. So there's plenty of content and such an amazing community of listeners who are tuning in. 
So the feminine frequency is a great place to start. And then if you would like to download my um, free guided morning ritual, I'm going to share the link so that you can share it in the show notes, but it's called the empowered feminine morning ritual. So we'll share that. And the last place you can find me is on Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. And I would love to hear from you if there's any takeaways that you found from today, if there's anything that really resonated with you, or if you just want to come say hi, send me a message and I'd love to welcome you into my space. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.